Welcome to Canvas. This is a show, a brand new show, all about workflows on the iPad. I'm Fraser Spears, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Federico Vitici. How are you, sir? Oh, hey, Fraser. Uh, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm excited to start this with you. Yeah, uh, we've been thinking about this for, what is it, a couple of months, maybe? Yeah, um, about that, yeah. And we managed to convince the uh, our bosses at Relay <laughs> to do this, yeah. and I'm I'm really excited. You know, uh, I've been thinking about this kind of show for a while, and I know that also you have been thinking about this kind of concept. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, I, we we all have other podcasts as well, and my other show with Bradley Chambers is more about uh, in school. It's about deployments of iPads and the, the sort of tech support and management side beside it. But I think. What I'm really looking forward to this show, and I hope will be useful to people who are listening, is just uh, what we really want to talk about, I think, is just what you can do on iOS now. And I think, I don't know about you, Federico, but I know people who have adopted iPads, have used iOS, but they're still using it in a very kind of iOS 7 or earlier fashion. Mm-hmm. And they've thought about the kind of things that you can or can't do on an iPad, and they've kind of made their mind up that there are certain things that can't be done on iOS. And I think what we want to do in this in this podcast is just blow away some of those myths. Yeah, there's so uh, I get so many emails uh, every day from readers, from followers on Twitter, uh, and and rightfully so, I think many people don't know that some things can be done on iOS and on the iPad, especially. And I get so many people saying, uh, "I got a new iPad and I want to switch from my MacBook, but can I do this? Or can I do that? I don't think there's a there's an app or there's a workflow for me." Yeah. And in most cases, there is a solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you gotta you gotta maybe be creative. Other times, the solution is right in front of you. So my hope is that we can you know trying to uncover some of those uh, use cases and maybe even the myths, as you said. Um, you know, to try to be useful. That's what I want to do here. I want to be useful. I want to go straight to the point and be useful. Okay. So uh, I think one of the points I want to make just as we start, sir, is um, the, the point is we're not trying to be the wire cutter for iOS. And no. I, I think this is something that, you know, people who are listening to this, we're going to talk about uh, problems that we have and solutions that will help you solve that problem, but we're not reviewing every possible solution. Frankly, we don't have time to do that considering yeah. the scale of the App Store nowadays. Um, so what we're going to do is we're, we're going to pull out a couple of solutions, uh, some simple solutions and some more advanced solutions. Typically, that's going to reach into things that workflow, obviously, is, is such a huge thing in iOS now. Um, but we're not necessarily saying that the, the solutions we present are always the best solutions for yep. everyone or that there are not other ones that are equally good. It's just that we're not, this isn't a review of apps show. No. It's a, <laughs> it's a workflow show. So that's yeah. just, you know, this, that's kind of a long way of saying, please don't email me. <laughs> <laughs> if, if there's something you like better. Although um, we would love to hear from people if, if there are other things that we've missed that are obviously, you know, a, a glaring flaw or a glaring hole in our knowledge. But I think overall, the point is not here to, to compare multiple solutions. It's to present the fact that those solutions exist rather yeah. than to see which one's necessarily the number one best. Yeah, and every time I review an Apple Mac stories, I get an email or maybe, you know, like a dozen emails from readers. Hey, why didn't you review this kind of app? It's much better. I mean, of course, there's an alternative. And of course, yeah. there's there must be another app with more options, more settings. Uh, I, I guess, I mean, I, I spend every day looking on the App Store for new stuff. But eventually, you just got to find something that works for you and just use it, you know, for a longer period of time to understand the tool. And I'm not saying, you know, we don't want to look at the alternatives. We will. I, wa- I want to listen to all uh, listeners' suggestions and that kind of stuff. But just, uh, I understand that for any single niche on the App Store, there's like 50 apps, 
<laughs> that yeah. you could try. And that's part of the problem now, isn't it? It's, it's not that... It's funny that people think there's things you can't do, yet there are so many apps that oh, are, are available yeah. to do these things, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, so ju- yeah. just one yeah. request, mm-hmm. Fraser, don't call me sir. Please. Sorry. I should be that. calling you sir. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, I'm the teacher here, right? So. <laughs> okay, perfect. That's yeah, perfect. Enough people call me sir. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I guess the basic format of the show, I think we should tell people is that... Um, we're going to pick uh, basically a specific problem every week mm-hmm. and talk about ways in which you can solve that. So yeah. do you want to introduce this week's problem? Yes, and th- this is the kind of problem that I was facing just a couple of months ago when I launched the, the memberships on, my, on Mac Stories. I offered a free download to readers, and it was a, uh, a zip file uh, containing a bunch of uh, EPUB files, a bunch of ebooks, And... It was simple enough, all right? Uh, I was just telling people, go to this page uh, and download this file. I didn't know, <laughs> or at least I didn't remember, that downloading files on iOS could be a little bit of a problem. So we were talking, what's a big, b- before, you know, when we were preparing the show, uh, what's a big problem that we want to tackle in the, in the first episode? And of course, downloading and uploading files from the internet on iOS. Uh, I thought that could be, could be fun to explore the options that we have. Yeah. So starting from an obvious place, Safari, the system yeah. browser, uh, you can download files, kinda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically what happens here, if you go to any web page and you using Safari and you wanna download a file, the, the result changes based on the kind of file that you want to download. So if you click to uh, on a link to an image, uh, then the image is going to open in, in, a, in a Safari tab, or, mm-hmm. you know, that usual, as usual. Uh, you link on a, on, a, on a text file, you're going to see the text file, uh, you know, right inside of Safari. So there's cer- uh, some file types you can preview directly in the browser. And there's no option to save the file I mean, you can tap and hold on an image, uh, you can save it to the photo library, but mm-hmm. there's no file save menu, like there's you know, on, on OS X. Yeah. Uh, yes, for some file types, you can uh, open in other apps, or you can tap and hold on an image and save it, but there's those few times when you want to download the zip file, or maybe you want to download you know, any other file that cannot be previewed by Safari, and that's when where the problem lies. Yeah. So, can you tell us, Fraser, what happens <laughs> when you when you tap on these links? Well, it, it, I think the user experience is very inconsistent, and it heavily depends, I think, on a how big the file is and b how fast your network is. Because if you're if you're downloading, say, a, a 200k zip file, then that will download relatively quickly, and you will quickly mm-hmm. see you, you get a screen that says. Uh, you know, open in and offers you an open in option yeah. for that file. Um, but if you're downloading, say, an, an 80, 90, 100 meg file over 4G, <laughs> you might be looking at a blank page in Safari for a very long time, yeah. not knowing what's going to happen. And I think that the second situation that I personally run into quite often is I want to download a lot of files from one web page. Mm-hmm. So, for example, when, I, when I'm teaching, for people who don't know me, I'm, I'm a teacher. And our exam board, they, they have a secure web page where we can go and download assessments that we have to use and, and things like that. And it's a big, long web page, and it has, you know, maybe 
40 or 50 different Word documents and PDFs that you can download and zip files. And sometimes you want a way to be able to just hit all these links at once and let them all download in the background. And that's something that Safari really doesn't support is multiple concurrent downloads. I think that's the bigger problem when you try and scale this up is that it's fine to download one small file in Safari and open it in something else. But what we're looking for is, is more powerful, more flexible and more scalable ways to download lots of content from the web and use it in different apps on iOS. Yeah, there's no downloader interface on in, in Safari. Yeah. Basically, you just uh, you just tap a link and the file starts downloading in the background. You don't see any communication by the app. You don't see any user interface. At some point, and this is the problem that I was facing with uh, the Club Maxoris members, at some point, uh, the file finishes uh, mm -hmm. to download in Safari, and you get this page with an open-in menu, so you can send the file to other apps on your, on your device. But the problem is, if you tap the link and your Wi-Fi is low, or maybe your uh, 4G connection is low, or the file is very big, uh, you're staring at a web page and nothing goes on, you don't see a network uh, spinner in the status bar, effectively you don't know what's going on and eventually the file is downloaded and you can open it in other apps but there's no there's no interface really and there's no option to say, hey, I want to save this file as an attachment in iCloud which mm -hmm. again is, is inconsistent with the with the uh, for example, mail, Apple Mail, as, a, as an extension for some files to say, I want to put this attachment in iCloud Drive. Well, mm -hmm. you cannot do that with Safari and downloads. So, again, you can download files, but it's not a good experience. And as Fraser said, if you need to download a bunch of files from the same web page and you want to download them in the background, you probably, probably want to use something else. And so the first option that came to mind is an alternative browser. And I know, Fraser, that you know this app for, uh, you have known this app for quite some time. Yeah, um, iCab is, is an app that has been, well, the name has been around forever. I, I don't know if it's the same app or even a, a vague version of the app, but I, I remember first using iCab, I think, on Mac OS 8. Uh, wow. All, all those days ago. Um, that's, that's like 20 years ago. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's some <laughs> wow. time ago. Uh, but it, iCab Mobile is now has been on iOS for a long time as well. Yep. Yep. And, and it was uh, one of the first browsers to really try and do more desktop-like things. Yeah. So it has a full download manager, for example. Uh, it has... Um, it has the ability to sort of save apps in its sandbox and then you can re-upload them again. It was one of the first options to re-upload uh, from, from app, uh, files that you downloaded in the past. Uh, it allows you to do things like uh, follow a link and download whatever's on the other end of it. You can even paste in a URL and just use its downloader without using its web browser component as well. Uh, and it's also a quite a useful way to, um, you can use iTunes file sharing on the desktop if you want yeah. to, to, to get those big files back onto the Mac if you somehow downloaded them offline and you need them, uh, you need them to be transferred over. Yeah, that was really nice. I was uh, trying the app. Uh, I've known iCap for a while and I, I like to keep an eye on, on this app. Uh, not because I want to use it as my system browser, because that's not possible. I mean, many apps support iCab, but you know, uh, you tap a link in, I in iMessage and it opens in Safari. So I, I just want to use Safari. But it's yeah. the kind of app with a lot of features and many, many desktop class functionalities, I would say. And it was recently updated with a 
between browser mode basically lets you view two web pages at the same time, which is really nice if you need to compare, you know, different content in a, in the browser. So I was downloading files, uh, and it's nice because when you when you tap download. So you can tap and hold the link in a web page, and if we, you get a bunch of options for downloads, so you can download in the background, uh, you can download in the tween page. So if you're in in the page on the left, you can say, "Hey, open this file and download it in the in the other in the other section of of, of the of the app," which is nice. Right. And when it, when you start a download, you get a you get a nice loading indicator in the in the toolbar, so you can see that the the download is actually going on. And when you tap it, you get a pop up with a list of downloads, and you can see the progress. You can see you know the file name, the extension, and when it's done. Uh, you also have some options for downloads. So if you download a zip file, you can unzip. Uh, you can export to document pickers. So for example, you can save a, a download to iCloud Drive, or you can save it to PDF Expert or any other app that uh, allows iOS to invoke a document storage uh, extension. Or you can also open in other apps like Safari, and you can generate a QR code I guess this is useful if you want to share the link to a download with other people through QR codes. I don't really do that, but I guess it's kind of yeah, popular. You, you could just use the link. Yeah. <laughs> or you can, in fact, yeah. there's an option, get link for download, which, mm -hmm. which just lets you, you know, get a uh, copy again, the, the link to download the file. And I don't know, but personally, I feel like this is the app I would recommend. In mm -hmm. fully for the download feature, maybe. It's a yeah. it's well done, I would say. Yeah, iCab can be a little overwhelming when you first yeah. hit it. Yes. Uh, it, it's, it's one of those, you know what alternative browsers are like? Is that they're always, the way of differentiating their app is to put in all the features. Yes. And, and to kind of show them, you know. Um, so I, I think for, for the, the person who wants one step beyond Safari, I think iCab could be a little overwhelming at times. Um, but if you're looking for something that is very powerful, I think iCab is, is a good choice. Yeah, yeah, especially when you first start the app and you get all these icons in the toolbar. There's yeah. like a dozen icons, and by default, the browser installs for you, I think, 50 modules. So modules are like custom extensions, <laughs> and you gotta you gotta deselect them all if you don't yeah. want to see them. It, it can be a little too much, but yeah. still, for downloads, it's pretty cool. So yeah, so that's one way of doing it is, is to look for an alternative browser. And of course, there are other alternative browsers as well. Chrome is one. Uh, and also, if you used the Dolphin browser in the past, it has yeah. some features like that as well. Uh, but there's also a whole category of apps that are, uh, they kind of, I think they arose more in the sort of iOS 5, iOS 6 timeframe. Mm -hmm. Before we had those document pickers that you referred to that allowed things like iCloud Drive and Dropbox and Google Drive to, to kind of act as file systems for iPad apps. Uh, and these are apps that you might just call file handling apps. And two of them that we want to talk about are Goodreader, which is sort of the one that I use, and uh, Documents by Readle, which is the one that you use. Uh, and I think both of these apps are, they're kind of like Swiss Army knives. Uh, I find them is very useful to have it on your devices, your phone and iPad, just in case. Now, whenever you get into a corner where you think, oh, I really don't know how to do this in iOS, quite often the, the answer is to open it in Goodreader, and Goodreader's got all the tools in there. <laughs> the, yeah. There's a good chance that Goodreader can yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. So no matter what it is, from uh, copying a, an SSH key or uh, you know marking up a PDF or, or unzipping a file or zipping a file with a password or something, uh, Goodreader is one of those tools that's going to do it all for you. 
Yeah, so what can it do for downloads? Because I feel like every time I open Goodreader, it's kind of confusing. There's a lot going on. Uh, yeah. I know there's a there's a s- kind of split view interface. There's like two columns in mm-hmm. the app, and you can select files, and you get a bunch of options on the other side. But do you use this for downloads? Because I I feel like I use iCap more. I I keep Goodreader around just you know for those times when it's like an emergency. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think you use Goodreader more. Yeah, what, what I like with Goodreader is that. It, um, it kind of lets you dig a little bit below the surface. So if you're, it has a web browser component. So you, there's a button that says browse the web and it brings up a browser and then you paste in whatever URL you're interested in. And every time you hit a link, it asks you, do you want to follow it or download? So you, you kind of have to answer hmm. this question as you navigate all the way. But once you get to see, you know, you know my classic web page full of zip file links, I can just go click, download, click, download, oh, click, nice. um, and all of them just start downloading in the background for me. And what what is really nice about Goodreader Next is that I can take those 30, 40 files that I've got, uh, select them all, unzip them all in one go, and then I can copy them all up to Dropbox. Oh, or, that's or nice. Or up to the Google Drive system that we have at school, for example. Uh, so that's what I like about it is it's really good for bulk operations. And that's something that I think overall, you know, it's probably a theme in the show, uh, is that iOS is pretty weak at doing bulk operations. Yeah, I agree. Very, very, very often iOS wants you to do one at a time. So you want to insert an attachment to a mail message, one at a time. Uh, Save a file to a cloud storage service, one at a time. Whereas these tools that are perhaps, you know, they come from an earlier time, but they are in fact a bit more powerful because they're working at the the level of the uh, APIs for these cloud services rather than just their their public interface through the document picker system. So that's what that's what I like about Goodreader is it's really powerful for bulk operations when you do have to do t- twenty or thirty documents at a time. Uh, Goodreader is really powerful for that. Nice. Uh, the other app that I use when uh, when I want more of a file manager is, is uh, Documents by Riddle. Um, mm. I think it's still Documents five. It's version five point five, I guess. It's yeah. been updated for iOS nine, which I don't think Goodreader is. Uh, yes, Goodreader is neither updated for iOS nine nor the iPad Pro, uh, for that yeah. matter. Yet. Yeah. So Documents is, but it's a much much simpler application. So uh, mm-hmm. it's got an integrated web browser, so I can copy a link, open in documents, and I can just download from there. And this is the solution that I recommended to my readers. Uh, it's a free app, so you can go to the App Store, get this app, copy the link to the file, open in documents, and when you tap a link, it doesn't do nothing like Safari. It shows you a confirmation dialog, so you can say, yes, I want to download this file, and I want to save it to this local folder called uh, Downloads. Uh, and then you can see, you know, the file will be in there, and you can copy, you can manage it, you can you can switch to a, col- to a list view if you don't want to, you know, the, the icon view. Mm-hmm. And I use documents primarily because it's super easy for me to transfer uh, a file from the desktop to my iPad. So why would I want to do that? Uh, so when we record the shows and I end up with a with an audio file, I need to upload it to Dropbox real quickly, and for that I want to use my 4G connection because I don't I don't like using personal hotspot because I feel like most of the time it kind of gets stuck for some bug or could be my Mac I don't know. Anyway, I transfer from iTunes to Documents and from Documents I say open open in and 
and I open in Dropbox and it's you know uploading. And this also applies for downloads from the web because if you download with documents and you end up with a bunch of files in the app and you want to send them to something else, you can select one because you cannot do open in for two files at a time, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can select one and, and you can open it in, other, in another app. Uh, I think this has also been useful for me in the past to download uh, stuff from GitHub so codes, snippets, scripts that mm-hmm. uh, they were a problem for Pythonista, you know? Um, yeah. Because it, it cannot have a download feature built in. So I, need to, I needed to use a browser and download a file and then send it back to Pythonista. So it, it's a very simple app. It's on the iPhone and iPad. It's been updated for iOS 9 and the iPad Pro. It's free. Uh, you cannot go wrong, but there's not a, uh, you know, a lot of options. If you're looking for a ton of options in an app that is not a web browser like iCab, I would say good reader. Uh, you know, hopefully, it will be updated for, for iOS 9 soon. Yeah, here's hoping. I mean, I think the, the progression I'm thinking about here is Safari is your basic one, and then Readle Documents is probably your next step up. Yeah. And then either Goodreader or iCab, yeah. depending on whether you want more browser-ish or more file management-ish interfaces uh, overall. Yeah, I would say yeah. so. So yeah. there's also Panic uh, with Transmit. Uh, I, I never use this app too much, mm-hmm. but the, I know that for many people, I don't know if it includes you, but it supports Amazon S3. Yeah, it's something I, I. That's the main reason I use Transmit is is for Amazon S3. Uh, I you can do the two things that it really does are um, SFTP transfer, so secure file transfer to SSH hosts, but also Amazon S3. And we we do a reasonable amount of stuff with Amazon S3 at school. We we keep backups of our MDM server on it and things like that. Uh, but the nice thing about both Documents and Transmit is that they can act as document providers for other apps. Oh, right. And, and the idea with both of these is that if you download files into either Transmit or Documents, in any other app that supports the iOS 8 document picker, you can then reach into Documents or reach into Transmit and grab whatever you've downloaded there and pull it into whatever app you're working on. So one example workflow you might want to do is say you have a bunch of uh, images on an FTP server somewhere. You could use Transmit to bring them all down to local storage on your iPad. And then in Keynote, where you want to insert an image into your file, you could just say open from, pick Transmit as your document provider and pull in all the files that you've used, you've downloaded in Transmit, for example. Yeah. So these are some of the workflows that start to become possible. And I think as in some show, we're going to have to go in depth on document providers because I really feel that uh, understanding the essence of workflow on iOS 8 and later really requires understanding the role of a document provider and what it can do for you. Yeah. Uh, because that, that is starting to unlock a lot of things that previously were difficult or impossible to do in iOS. Uh, so understanding them is going to be key overall. Yeah, I agree. I feel like I don't, I haven't used them much because Dropbox, for some reason, is not uh, supported in the list of apps that let you you can open that you can view to open files. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know maybe there there will be an update soon. I hope. Yeah, there, there are two different modes that the document provider can work in. One is import export, and one is open and save. Yeah, and some the Google Drive one supports both. But the Dropbox one only supports import and export, which means copy down from Dropbox and copy up to Dropbox. Whereas the Google Drive one can let you basically open a file from Google Drive, keep it open, and then save it directly back to Drive. Uh, And that's one of the problems with document providers is it's not very clear which ones support which. Uh, iOS 9 has some better 
support for showing which operations are allowed and which ones are not but uh, that's probably another show yeah I think yeah. so so before we, we we finish with a quick mention of uploads w- w- of course this won't be a surprise but I, I made two workflows for you mm-hmm. Fraser for our listeners so one is for a workflow for the workflow app and it's a very simple one it's uh, I think three or four actions uh, it uh, asks you for uh, a link to a download on the web mm-hmm. and you can confirm the link and then the the key is uh, an action in the workflow app called get content contents of url so it, uh, as you can imagine it it gets the contents meaning the file of a link uh, on the web so if you paste the link to a zip file the contents would be the zip file itself so yeah. once you end up with a with a file, you can see a progress bar, a green progress bar in the action. There's no percentage, there's no uh, size in kilobytes or megabytes, uh, but you can see a progress bar. And then at the end, it lets you open the file in other apps. So this is nice because, I mean, of course, it's uh, being the workflow app, you can change this, you can remix this, you can uh, automate this in any way you want. You can create an action that um, downloads a file from the web and then automatically saves it to Dropbox. Or you can use this as an action extension uh, in in Safari or any other app to get a link and then download it and then save it to iCloud Drive because uh, Workflow has native support for iCloud Drive. Or you can use it as a widget. So for example, you're browsing the web in Safari, you find the link to a download that you need to save locally. Well, you copy the link, then you open the Today view of Notification Center, you run the workflow from there, and by taking the clipboard, so what you copied as the input, it'll automatically start the download. The second workflow is for editorial, which is a markdown text editor uh, enhanced with a lot of automation and Python scripting features. And it's a workflow that I made, I think, last year, and I tweaked recently for the show. And it's more of a... I mean, it's perfectly usable. It's sort of as more of a proof, proof of concept because I wanted to show people how they can use Python and custom interfaces. So this is really advanced um, editorial stuff. You can create custom UI kit native interfaces. And I created this downloader UI, which uh, given a, a link in your system clipboard, it finds the download, it starts the download, it shows you progress, it shows you the size, and at the end, it'll let you open the file in another app. So this is, again, I want to do this more to prove a point, but eventually it kind of, I mean, it's, it, you can use it, uh, it's, it, it works. Uh, you can download files from editorial. I don't know why you want to do that. Uh, it's, I guess it's kind of cool <laughs> that mm-hmm. it's a custom interface. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, unless you have a reason to automate downloads, again, maybe you want to make sure that every time you download a file, it gets uh, beamed to another location or to another app. But unless you have a reason, you're probably better served by uh, the apps that we mentioned above. Yeah, I, I would think so. And, and of course, we, we could probably end every show in this uh, podcast with uh, 
Of course, you can always write a Python script in Pythonista as well. Yeah. You know? um, but Pythonista has a lot of support for doing native UI as well, because, of course, Editorial and Pythonista are from the same developer. So they share a lot of commonality in, in that kind of scripting and automation layer. So there's various ways to do it. And I think uh, your proof of concept is, is great and, and I love it. And of course, the workflow is, is starting to become the kind of de facto way that you would put together blocks of actions to get to where you need to go. Yep. For people who don't know workflow, it's absolutely worth looking into, although it too can be a little overwhelming to start with. Um, so the best way to get started with workflow, I would say, is to, is to download you know, your your document for workflow and start looking at how other people have put together steps and they have a whole website where you can get uh, pre-made workflows that you can download and tweak and change to, to suit yourself as well. Uh, so it's a very powerful tool. Um, I've also used it to build um, downloaders for say YouTube videos, for example. Oh. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's some, uh, well, I, I say I used it. I, I got a workflow that somebody else had written and I enhanced it a little bit to handle mo uh, the youtube.be URLs from the mobile uh -huh. apps, yeah. uh, things like that. But again, that's another example of downloading a file and then you've got to save it somewhere. So in that case, you can save it to the camera roll if it's an image or just save it to a iCloud Drive or Google Drive or something like that as well. So yeah, th there's lots of options uh, yep. and some of them very powerful, uh, very flexible. And it, it, this is something you can do in iOS now. Yeah. So as a, as a quick wrap up, you can also do uploads. And when you're browsing a web page, and you find an option to choose a file, you can actually tap that on iOS. Mm -hmm. And it, it used to be that you could only upload uh, images from your Photos app. I think with iOS 8, uh, they added support for document providers. I, iOS, prior to iOS 8, you could do nothing of this in this at all. iOS 8 let you, bring, let you upload photos. So uh -huh. when, you, when you tap to pick file, in iOS 8, it would just bring up your camera roll. Oh, okay. And then in iOS 9, it now brings up options for camera roll or any document provider that's available. So you could upload from Google Drive, you could upload from Dropbox, you could upload from a file you've already downloaded in Transmit or Readle Documents or, or any other app on your system that supports the document provider. Yeah. So, and that's pretty much it. I, I've never yeah. used a dedicated uh, uploader on my iPad. I mean, I'm, uh, it used to be back in the day when I needed to upload a file and the iPad couldn't do it, I needed to use a Mac. But mm -hmm. for the past year, any time I needed to upload a PDF, like a receipt or maybe a screenshot, I just used Safari and I'm, and I'm okay. Yeah, no, it works great. And the trick there is to understand the document provider's role, which is, you know, if I have this problem as well where I have to download electronic statements from a credit card and upload it into an accounting package online. So I'll download all those files into my Google Drive, for example, and then in Safari, just because it, usually it's a one-by-one -one interface anyway for a web page upload. Uh, pick a file, Google Drive, choose a file, upload it, and, and that's, it seems to work perfectly. Uh, I've used it many, many times uh, successfully. So there's no real need, I don't think, to go to an uploader app unless you're trying to do something very specialized in bulk such as, you know, a, a big image upload or something like that. Uh, for most small things, Safari is perfectly good for that now in iOS 9. And I think the reason I wanted to mention that is because I think people have kind of got out the way of even thinking that button does anything on iOS because in yeah. previous versions it was just sort of do nothing ever uh, for the whole history of iOS until iOS 8 came out and then only did photos. And now with 9, it does any kind of file that, that you could want to use. So it's, it's now a fully functioning part of Safari, which it wasn't before. And it's important to understand that that's now doable too. Yeah.
So, uh, as we've seen, Fraser, it's definitely possible, at least now, to download files uh, and, and upload files on, on iOS. Mm -hmm. Safari's support for uploads is okay. Downloads can be problematic. There's yeah. option on the app, options on the App Store, uh, a free one that we recommend, which is Documents. And if, we, if you need more features, a uh, good reader and an iCab could be what you're looking for. And especially good reader for batch operations. So if you need to manage multiple downloads. So that wraps up our first episode of Canvas. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'd love to hear your feedback. Our show notes are going to be at realafm slash canvas slash one for this show being the first. And we look forward to hearing your feedback and follow up next week.